and welcome to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast, now hosted by someone who believes in this team. Ben, on the other hand, is currently in jail awaiting trial for his crimes against the fan base. And in case you needed a reminder what those crimes were, here you go. I feel like the guy who gets chosen for game day and has to be the alum and get up there and, you know, choose my alumni because, you know, it's game day. Got to hype up the home crowd and all that. Not so fast, sweetheart. As Lee Corso would say, I am not going to make this unanimous. And I'm going with an L. I'm sticking with my prediction before the season started. I am going with a loss. I think it's going to be 24-21 Liberty at the end of third quarter. But they're going to put up 14 in the end. And we're going to be, unfortunately, taking an L and not storming the field, um, by the way. That's right. That's right. And if you needed a reminder about how the game actually went, here's that too. Snap, good hold. Rounds kick on the way. It is good. The Flames strike first in Lynchburg. Old school, under center. Takes a snap. Hands off Day Day up the middle. He sprints inside the 15, carrying the pile all the way down to the seven. Day Day Hunter makes it first and goal for Liberty. Snap to Bennett. Drops back in the pocket, looking to throw. Dancing at the 10. Throws near side. It's going to be caught on the near sideline. Light him up. Touchdown, Liberty. The tight end, Austin Henderson. Snap down. Ball down. Kick is up. And it is good. Shotgun for Bennett. Gets the snap. Hands off to Lewis. Sweeping left to the near side. Turner. Painter. Light him up. Touchdown, Liberty. And a run by Dayday Hunter. Right side. To the 30. To the 40. And on his feet to the 50, far sideline, 30, 20, 10, light him up. Touchdown, Day Day Hunter. Jonathan Bennett in the shotgun, gets the snap, rolls the pocket right, looking to throw, does so, end zone, it's up, and it's caught. Light him up, touchdown, Liberty, C.J. Daniels. And Jonathan Bennett takes a knee, and that is going to do it. The celebration begins and Williams Stadium with 20 seconds left. Oh. And the students are storming the field. BYU makes its way to their locker room to our right. And 10 seconds on the clock. The house lights have been turned off. They're not going to keep them off the field tonight, Alan. They certainly are not, Nick. (laughs) Final score. From Lynchburg, Liberty 41, BYU 14. And folks, that was all she wrote. Ben, what do you have to say for yourself? First of all, you're trying to tell me that no one else in this group chat wasn't really frustrated with that 14-3 going down 14-3. I think it's I can call everybody here. else in this. I think that's irrelevant here, Ben. Answer the question. But no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Because I stand my ground. Objection, avoidance. I, I know this for sure, that that is a dang good football team that Liberty beat. And no one, no one outside of Liberty thought that we even had a chance. So I had to play devil's hey, advocate. Hey, hey. No, I no, had no. to play. No. Reese nope. Davis picked no. us. Yeah, he did as a super dog. That doesn't mean that he picked us to win. The three of he us picked did. us to cover. <laughs> the three you of guys us did. did. Bruce Feldman did, and one other person did, and then the rest was all Liberty Flames people. So. I don't want to hear it because it's not like I'm unhappy the fact that I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, we just got to bust your chops a little bit. Hey, 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 hey! You think the fact Welcome. that I, I am, do you think I'm happy that that, that yes. I'm wrong? Of course. Yes, I am. Hey, we know you're happy. 
We still got to mess with you, brother. Kyle, I have to applaud you on that. That was even better than I expected. <laughs> no, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I, I, had no, I had no idea I, what to expect there. That was that when, was, that when, was when it's a third and twelve, and Puka Nakua gets a swing pass and runs all across your defense, you start to worry. I'm just saying. I'm thankful that we adjusted and we've improved and we had a whole football game, but it didn't look good for the start of it. And that's how I open it. It did not look good. And I even looked at who was besides me. I'll call out Brett Jones, good friend. He actually listens to the pod. And he. Uh, I looked at him. He's like, dude, we're going to win this game. He was so hyped. Oh, and then I said, hey, man, we're down 14-3. Let's see where we go from here because this isn't looking pretty. Because it wasn't. And my goodness, I'm happy I'm wrong. Um, I was ready for Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua and Cody Epps and, and Brooks to just come back with vengeance. But they were not ready to play, and the Flames were. And I'm just so thankful that they were. Um, and we adjusted. And here's the thing. We're still not going to get respected. It doesn't matter what. It, it, I'm glad we won. I mean, we're still not going to get – because I saw people calling out the fact that, we've oh, we haven't played anybody, this and that, oh, this and that. And I'm like, man, well, you only can play who's on your schedule. You know, especially as an independent, you're kind of limited in a way because you can only get the people that want to play with you four years, five, six, seven, who knows how long ago that these – some of these games – I mean, I'm guessing in 2018 is when they signed a lot of these contracts as we transitioned to the FBS. But no one, uh, no one can project or predict, you know, the type of teams that could be out there four, five, six years later. So it's it's incredible. Um, I'm so happy that I was a part of it, and I was so happy that I was wrong. Um, I'm so happy that JV played the game of his life, um, and I think. I'll be honest with you. I think this is JB's job to lose. This is this is JB's job to lose. Um, uh, you know, he went from very inaccurate to the quarterback that I've been saying all off season. I've been telling the people everybody's like, "Well, you guys are going to be with Brew." I'm like, "Watch out for this Jonathan Bettick kid." I kept on saying that and saying that to everybody. I had people texting me. I guess JB is legit, isn't he? And I'm like. Yeah, he, he's had his ups and downs, but this is this is his true form. This is who he should be for the rest of the season. If he continues to play like this, we're th- we're talking eleven one. I know you guys are going to pick on me next week when we pre- preview next week's game because there's a certain player on that team that I really enjoy and I love, and I and I really do think he's a very very talented player. But if this JB comes out. This team is a better play. Nah, you, you're totally right, dude. We're just, we're just, we're just ribbing you a little oh, bit. But, uh, but I had to defend my case and say yeah, some things gotta, as well. You got, yeah. you got to do what no. you got to do. Hey, yeah. and I want to. I would like to see more cuts. We need someone, and we need producer Kyle. I guess you could say um, to do stuff like that. That's uh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, now that, that I'm awesome. done mutining, mutining your podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! What a game! What a game! I believe we were all in the stadium for it, right? Oh yeah. And it ben and James, I'm pretty sure Jeremiah came in town. What a game! Uh, I mean, I you know, I, I, we were you know the three of us, me, James, and 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 Jeremiah, we all picked Liberty to win. I don't oh, think yeah. any of us saw it going like that. No. I any of no. us saw it going like no. that. I did not expect us to blow them out of the freaking water. Oh my word. It was funny. I was re-listening to the episode to cut out that that uh, clip of Ben being so horrifically, terribly, awfully wrong. And I was looking through, and like somebody made an offhanded comment, like if we blow them out, like it's 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 thirty-five to seventeen. We went past thirty-five to seventeen, like the third quarter. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah. Since uh, you always are the last one. To speak, uh, I, I want to hear you. Even though I already heard your thoughts, because we got to hang all day to Sunday together, and it was so much fun, always bonding like brothers. Now I get to hear it put out into the podcast world. Okay, well, good. Um, it's kind of good because um, 
since you and I hung out and uh, got to talk about um, talk about the game in person, um, I kind of wrote up some things I wanted to t- wanted to talk about. I uh, went through and kind of I listened to our last episode um, just to kind of like um, you know listen to you giving your incredibly bad prediction. And um, Kyle, I got one for you too. Actually, got one for you too. Um, I remember uh, last week Kyle said something along the lines of uh, 21 points ain't going to do it. 21 points would have done it. Would have done it. Would have done it. It would have done it. But uh, we blew him out a little bit more. We've got 20 more, 20 more points than that and uh, hung that on them. But, yeah, wanted to uh, point that one out. I already had that typed up anyways, but since you called out Ben, I wanted to call you out one time. Um. Do you want me to just kind of go throughout my, my whole thoughts, or do you want me to just... Go right ahead, and then we'll let James put it in his thoughts. This whole episode, we're going to spend probably an hour on this, or however long we can. So, All right, um, some of my thoughts. Um, you know, first thing I have in uh, bold... Well, I'm not going to beat a dead horse about Ben. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him go. Sorry. Um, I know like, last week we talked a lot about how like, we felt like this... Uh, this season has like, oh man, he left. Sorry, Ben. Um, I know how we talked about how uh, um, we thought that this season was like flying by and everything, but it was interesting to me because this this entire like previous week, you know, on Twitter, um, talking to fellow Flames fans, uh, getting to uh, talk to and get to kind of know the uh, opposing BYU fans who. Great fans, by the way. Um, I got to meet several other people. Um, I met my uh, new friend, Jonathan Hokinson. Uh, he, he and his parents flew out from Utah for this game. That's dedication. I hope, you know, I'm going to tell him to listen to this later and give him a shout-out, give him and his uh, family a shout-out. Phenomenal people. Love those guys. I'm glad they came. Shout-out to the whole BYU fan base. Um, but anyways, I kind of felt like um, the season kind of slowed down, in a sense, this week. It felt like, you know, like we're finally here um, at BYU, at the, at the BYU game, and, you know, the week kind of, like, slowed down. There's a lot going on. And uh, I feel like this is a good part, part of the season. I feel like, you know, now we're at the bye week, so it's like it kind of feels like things have kind of slowed down a little bit, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Um, of course, I want to give high praise to JB. You know, we said a minute ago, um, this is his truest form. You know, he's – you know he's had his, he's had his ups and downs. You know this season there's a, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of criticism from the fan base. You know myself included. I'll admit. You know I've had my fair share of criticism, um, but I've always tried to talk him up um, as well as you know give him some praise along with the criticism because dude can ball out and uh, he really balled out this week. I'm super proud of that guy. Um, and if he continues to play like this, he's going to lead us on. You know I can see us going 11 and one with the way we're playing right now. Um, day day all day day. Um, shout out to uh, the uh, Liberty fan account, uh, not Malik Willis. That's his quote, not mine. So giving him his shout out. Day day all day day. Um, he broke one of Rashad Jennings' records, right? If I'm not mistaken, is that correct? I don't think he broke it. I think he was the first sensor shot. To go first first sensor shot. Okay, I knew it was something along the lines of like being close to or like yeah. So, but yeah, like shout out to Day Day because he again. He had what was his what was his uh, yardage what was his stats again? I don't remember. Was it was it two hundred some yards and twenty three carries, two hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. Thank you. I knew it was like two hundred and eighteen, two hundred and thirteen something along the line. Did not lose a single yard. How about that? Shoot, I didn't know that one. That's a good one too. Um, next defense showed out. I mean, obviously we gave up. You know, you know, quick score. Um, there at the beginning, you know, a couple drives in or whatever, um, you know, fluke on the offense, um, gave him the ball back, scored again. Again, at that point, it kind of looked bad, kind of kind of started freaking out a little bit, little bit, but, you know, I still had faith in the team. I'm like, okay, like, it's not that bad. We can come back. We've come down, come back from deficits before. We're good. From there on, I wouldn't even pin that on, de- pin, pin that on the defense in the first place, but um, defense just balled out. Once again, against a tough team. Shout out to those guys. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to stop there. Um, I have a few other things I'll, t- I'll talk about later, but I want to let you guys talk to. I'm going to keep rambling on, if not. So, 
Yeah, I, I want to chime in. I want to chime in on Day Day. Yeah, go I for mean, it. This guy, this guy, he's got to be. I mean, he's got to be up there with my favorite people on this team. Because oh, yeah. I want to point out, I want to point out the stat nobody mentioned. Uh, four receptions for thirty-one yards. You go back to the to the very beginning of the season when Ben and I did the the position one of the positional previews. Um, I believe I mentioned, or maybe it was in a piece I wrote. I mentioned. If Day Day can be a threat on the in through the air as much as he looks like he will be on the ground, he's going to have a real shot to be one of the best running backs in Liberty history. I think he's proving that he can do exactly that. I mean, four receptions is you know it's not it's not a ton, but considering the wide receiver depth in most games on this team, that he's actually getting somewhat consistent uh, work in the passing game and 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 you know making the most of it, amazing. So I mean, what a guy this. Talk about talk about a transfer impact player. I'm I'm so psyched that we have him for another couple of years too. I mean, just oh yeah, like, oh yeah. He, who knows if he has another year like this, he might declare. He just oh, might. I know. Um, I know. And then well, and then when it comes to JB, now look, I've been as skeptical skeptical about <laughs> JB as anybody. Um, in fact, I'm still kind of skeptical about JB. I think you know I got to see him do it more than one game. But, you know, if 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 the rest of the year JB is more like he was at BYU than he was every week before BYU, then, yeah, I think we've got a real shot at uh, at, at playing some high quality football through the end of the season. I think we might even scare Arkansas a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I think but I think that I think that remains to be proven. Is he is he the 24 for 29 guy or is he the, you know, nine for 18 I think that's a, that's that's an open question at this point. So I'll be excited to see what it is, see what the answer is. Um, I did did think one thing that was working for JB that I hadn't seen a lot in previous games was the mid range passing game. Oh yeah, I'm talking about you know get the ball five yards down the field to your playmaker and let him make some moves in space. Um, I just felt like we haven't we haven't really run that much this year, um, and maybe that's one of the things you know coach was talking about in his press conference trying to keep under wraps and not pull out of the playbook, you know, if you can get them convinced that you're either going to run the ball or go for a swing pass or throw it 40 yards downfield, then maybe they give you more of that middle range passing game. But I hope to see that going forward. Um, these third and longs are killing us. And I got to think that, you know, three yard pass and, and a couple after the catch um, help with that a lot, even when the run game is struggling to get going. So I do also before James, I'm going to let you speak uh, the kind of piggyback off of that. I don't really necessarily it's uh, something that has been not been called. I think it's been missed is what it has been. It has been read correctly. Um, JB read that defense like a book um, and he he really went through his reads. It was incredible to watch. Um, he that his interception was the perfect read. That was not my problem. I've never had a problem with JB's reads for the most part. He's missed some reads in the past, but it's been his inaccuracies that I just didn't understand. That was what I didn't. And then when he had that, I was like, oh no, this better not be it because that was the right read. And it's like, oh geez. And then from there on out, when he was reading and getting accurate, I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. James, you're up. Yeah, no, I'm going to piggyback off that to begin. Like myself and some friends were just were going back and watching some previous games. Just like over and over again, we saw we saw JB behind on over the, like just thrown behind the receiver on over the middle throws. Like last week, he missed CJ, he missed uh, Demario a couple times, he missed Frith a couple times, like on just slants or in routes, and like he just did not this week, um, which was awesome. I loved it. So, uh, my thoughts on the game, obviously, like, I think, I think the, the star of the game has to be day day. Like you rush for 213 yards, like, Oh my word on, on a defense that like, yes, they've struggled this year and they're a really bad run defense, but like, they're still a very big defense. Like our line, you got to give props to them for that, for day day. Like the O line dominated, Absolutely Yo. loved watching that. Um, some shout-outs to the receivers. Like, DeMario had eight catches for 69 yards. Uh, Noah nice. Frith. No, yeah, exactly. Noah Frith had four for 70. Austin Henderson, who had one catch all season, has two for 17 and a touchdown. I think Austin Henderson is, is the truth. He's the feature at tight end. He is athletic. He's big. And he's a good blocker already. Like, he's in a lot of rushing downs. Like, He's exactly what we want at tight end, except he's probably better than anyone we've ever had. 
Um, and he's still super young. Um, uh, looking at defense, like I loved that I didn't have to say Javon Scruggs and Robert Urhimi a billion times because in the past couple of weeks, they'd made so many tackles. And like, I love those guys, but like Ahmad Walker and Mike Smith were there. Kenny Charles, Dennis Osagade, like they, like if like we didn't have as many tackles for loss as we always do, but we had less runs or less plays that got farther. Like they were making tackles. Kobe Singleton was making tackles. Um, Dejon Anthony, Chris Megginson, even Reese, like it, it was just awesome to see like those guys ball out when Rahimi and Scruggs didn't have as big of a day. Um, now, was it because they weren't playing as well? I, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think they didn't have to. Um, obviously, we still love the, the play that Scruggs had on Puka early in the third quarter where he tackled him for like a six-card loss. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, also shout out to Puka. Ben mentioned it, but the man had 114 yards receiving and 14 rushing. The guy went off. So Puka's legit. I loved watching watching that, and I loved watching the defense respond to him because he did really well. The defense did well in shutting him down late. Um, so, yeah, like those are the thoughts. Also, like we, I got to mention it. Like we love Aiden, and like while he only had one punt, that punt was great. Like yep. he went from the end zone, and it went inside their 40. That's a really good punt. So, yes, sir. You, you, yes, can't sir. Have any, you can't have any complaints about Aiden's game even – either like he continued to perform um yeah and then nick brown like he finally hit he finally drilled a 30 some yard field goal that's his that's been his spot all year and he just drilled it straight down the middle would have been good for a mile like Mm -hmm. awesome to see that happen so yeah yeah one of the one other one other day day stats since this is officially a day day hunter stand podcast Uh, rushing efficiency in this game average average on the ground of 9.3 yards that is devastating for sure for sure um with that being said i'm looking at the rushing stats and one of the things that i've been waiting for jb to do is use his legs more i he did it against southern miss almost like he was just leaning on it and then all of a sudden he's like, "Huh, maybe I'll do this or do that." And I'm like, "He's he's he's." I think at times he is someone that is not respected when it comes to his legs and his athleticism. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he is by any means Salter. I don't even know if he's Hampton because I know Hampton could run for his size, which is ridiculous for his size, his athleticism. However, with that being said. He's got some legs, and he can make some plays. And I think the more he does this, the more he just trusts his arm and his legs and makes the right decisions, he could really turn it around and have a special season. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Day-Day's going to go off like this every single game. However, if you have at least what Day-Day has done all year, which has been very consistently good, plus you sprinkle in some shed row, some – uh, TJ Green, maybe, if he's going to get some opportunities. I think he'll start turning the corner after this bye week, honestly. Man, you're talking about a dangerous, dangerous offense. Um, one that's going to be very sneaky good. And here's the thing, like, I, I don't want to bring this and try to, you know, I heard some people, man, I can only imagine Malik in this offense. Listen, listen, Malik's not on this team anymore. And I kind of wonder how much we would utilize Day Day with Malik. Yeah. You know, I, I like more, I like running quarterbacks, but I don't like them to run very often. And I know Malik almost had to do it by fault. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I would, and yeah, of course it gives you another thing to worry about. But when you got a run, running back staple like TJ Green, Shedro Lewis, and then of course Day Day all Day Day. This man, I mean, why, why would, why do you need that extra element? Just line it up and hand it like that eighty-yard play. Just oh my line word! It up and just freaking hand it off to him. We got the offensive line this year to move mountains. Oh yeah, and you know, I hear it from Chad. I hear it from 
who started, I think Pat Kelly said it, the Moses maneuver. Like that is truth right there. That is truth. And, you know, we have, we're down wide receivers, so we're going to have to rely more on our running backs and our tight ends. You talk about the tight ends, you know, in the long run, Henderson and Hanshaw and even a Tegan Martin down the road are going to be the guys that are going to be on this team and are going to be able to be those weapons. Granted, Hanshaw still has two more years of eligibility after this yeah. year. And I think he's like 23, 22 yeah. years old. So, and you got Henderson, who Henderson's a baller. I'm so happy that he finally got a reception this year and it happened to be a touchdown. There's nothing against Jerome Jackson. I think he was has always been very, very good and very steady. But you could see the height difference. And then on top oh, yeah. of that, the talent is just insane for a redshirt freshman to go out there and make plays like Henderson has this year. Well, at least at least on the BYU game. And I think we can see that a little bit more because I think we need to utilize our tight ends, whether we're full strength or not, because that keeps the defense honest. And it, it, having a great tight end is one of the biggest matchup problems in the entire game of football. You look at some great NFL teams like George Kittle and um, Dawson Knox, and then, of course, Travis Kelsey, who's been going off. You see it at the pro level. You can do it at the at the college level. You look at Notre Dame with uh, Michael Meyer, and then uh, you got Brock Bowers at Georgia. Having a tight end can be a difference maker. So I really want to see us continue to go down the path of utilizing all of our weapons and getting comfortable of just saying, hey, yeah, we have a DeMario who's a special talent but we shouldn't lean on him. Same thing for even Day-Day. Let's not even just lean on Day-Day, too. Let's keep this, keep the defense honest. There's a lot of special talents. And then before you know it, Day-Day's breaking out an 80-yard run. And before you know it, DeBario's got a freaking bomb of a touchdown. Like, And you're like, how do we stop this Liberty offense? And that's what I've been saying since the preseason of this team is deep. This team is so deep that they relied on some wide receivers who, yes, are very talented, but we didn't have our full staple. So, uh, yeah, that's my last rant or kind of evaluation of this offense. I'm so excited. We'll see how what, how healthy we are after this bye week. Who, who, uh, yeah. who Kyle sounds like, or James. I've, I've got one go comment. First. I've got one comment just from something okay. that was said earlier. Like we were talking about if Day Day has a year like he's having this year, like finishes out strong, has another year next year, like we could see him go pro. And I've been saying for the last few weeks, Day Day is, is the best running back we've had since Rashad. Like he is that good. And like, I just want to say that again, like, hey, like he like he truly is that good. Like he had over 600 yards coming into BYU. Now he's at over 800 yards rushing. The guy is going off like he's he's averaging over 100 a game. Like, that's awesome. Like, I love that. If, if he continues that up, he'll have over 1200 yards. Like, I, I would love that because that that's insane numbers. So. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, talking, talking about the pass catchers. We, we all know, we all know, we were down so many pass catchers this week. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw some numbers behind it. So, in terms of receptions, uh, Demario led the pack with eight. Then it was Noah Frith, and then it was Day Day Hunter, th- tied for second overall uh, number of receptions. And that just shows you, like, Day Day is a dual threat guy. Um, and there's there's very little more dangerous in the game of college football than running back that can beat you on the ground and in the air. So, uh, like I said, completing our, completing our evolution into a day-day hunter stand podcast. Um, and then I want to shout out the de- a couple of defensive players because um, I feel like sometimes you know the, the the unit itself is so dominant and so good that some of the individuals kind of get lost in the shuffle. Uh, Kenny Charles had himself one heck of a night. Eight tackles, yeah, he did. including five solos and a QB hurry. Um, great night. Tyron Dupree, also great. Four total tackles, two solos, a sack, and a tackle for a loss. And a pass breakup. Um, and a pass breakup. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, Ahmad, of course, three tackles, uh, two for loss. 
Uh, and then where was the, the other one I wanted to do? Darrell Johnson continues to be Darrell Johnson. <laughs> two tackles, uh, one of them solo, two pass deflections. Uh, that man, that man puts his hand on uh, more passes than any than anybody on the line has any right to. Unbelievably good. And again, I also wanted to shout out Preston Hodge continuing to come into games late and make uh, make plays. Love this kid. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I want to roll with one more player on the defense, um, Dejan. The guy has been balling out the last two weeks. Like, he got a pick at the end of Gardner-Webb to seal the deal. He got one robbed this week. And then we'll he came back. We'll don't you worry. And then he came back four plays later with no fear and got the fourth down pass breakup. The guy is playing out of this world right now. I love the way Dejan is attacking the ball. But staying within the bounds of the receiver, he's a ball hawk that's not going to leave his assignment to go get the ball, and that's awesome. Yes, Jeremiah, do not speak on the refs just yet. We're going to get there. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. I wasn't even going to say that right now. Okay, good. (laughs) Going off of what was just said about Dejan, I just want to make the comment. Dejan went out there, had that terrible call, you know, interception – that should have been upheld was not that man went out there and said, hold my Liberty approved beverage and I'm going to get y'all off the field. Anyways, shout out to Dejan. I just got to go out there and correct the, the, the ref's mistakes. There we go. There we go. Exactly. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to pause, but yeah, I just had to, had to, had to shout out that real quick, but thanks um, for reminding me of that. Jeremiah, I, I know you got some other points on that list. What else do you have to say? Oh boy, um, shoot. Let's see my uh, my ADD list here. Um, um, hmm. Y'all cover, y'all seem to have covered a lot of it. Um, something that I didn't mention earlier was uh, that I had that I had written down was uh, the offensive line. Y'all mentioned the offensive line. They showed out. They um, dig, dug up the trenches and let them have it. Um, let's see. The announcers, as I rewatched that game, yeah. thought that our offensive line should not have done as good as it was they should. But it's like, have you watched this team play? Exactly. Again. <laughs> exactly. One other thing, uh, when I went back to uh, last week's episode, um, I – I hate to say it, but I cannot, for some reason, cannot recall the uh, context of it at this time. But I wrote down, Ben said something about nowhere to go up here, nowhere to go but up from here. Well, to that I say, and say it with me, fellas, Flames Nation, rise. Wow, come on, come on. Rise with us. Come on. Come on, guys. Y'all slacking. Flames Nation, rise with us. (laughs) Go up from here. Rise with us. Drinking that Kool-Aid. Uh, shout out to Chad. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say one other thing um, uh, with uh, Brett Jones, a friend of mine. Again, he's going to be – he kept on telling me all freaking years, I'm telling you, man, we're going to beat BYU. We're going to – I'm like, I, I hope we do, but I just uh, I just don't know. I feel like, if anything, we're going to beat Virginia Tech. That's going to be the – standout home game win this year um and we're going to get to that virginia tech eventually um because there's going to be some controversies involved in that game uh including uh the thanksgiving break that i believe that i and i vented about this back in august if you're not at that game and we beat arkansas and we beat uconn and you're not at virginia tech why'd you run onto the field to byu because to be honest my goodness, that is that's going to be the cap of our freaking season. Oh yeah, it really is. Until we get to a bowl game, depending on how that works out, we got to beat Arkansas first, and we got to beat a improved UConn team. But my goodness, Ben, say that again for the people in the back. Say that three more times for the people in the back. Listen, you can stay here for one more day. 
If they provide the food, you already are paying for your meal plan. You could stay here and watch us beat a in-state rival. And to be honest, as historic as BYU is, and I think they're the way better team, better team, this might be even a bigger game and a bigger win if we beat Arkansas, especially because you're looking at going to 10 wins on the season. And then you have to play New Mexico State, which is a future conference rival. And <laughs> That's going to be a fun future conference rival because, well, yeah, we've beat them how many straight times now? Yeah, and I, I, I think they'll improve. I hope they do improve. I think Jerry Kill is a good coach. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. Where that is? Yeah, good news is good news is we got a whole we got a whole other podcast to talk about the Virginia Tech game. For um, sure. Still, you know, a month out in the future, so give or take. So, no, um, like nah, no, no, no kidding. But man, I mean, you love you love it. You love it. we're going to go into the bye. Uh, we're going to go into the bye with one loss by one point to a ranked Wake Forest to a now probably, top probably the second best team in the ACC. Um. You know, this is this is this is the kind of season I didn't even you know honestly think that we could have um, at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, you, you always hope, but just you know, just being honest, you know, I think this was this was always a bit of a long shot. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that we, the fact that we're doing it, the fact that we've uh, we've we've accomplished what we have thus far, is just you know, it's a, it's a testament to Coach Freeze. It's a testament to the players to go out there week in week out um, to get gritty wins against. Um, Southern Miss against Gardner Webb. You know some of these games, yeah. they've they've really like you know dug in and seen you know what what do you got? Um, but I mean, my goodness, this is this is the most excited I've been about a Liberty team since twenty twenty Malik's first year. Um, and it's a very different team. It's a very different team where that team kind of felt like we were a glass cannon. We could beat anybody by keeping up with them. This team just kind of feels like we could beat anybody just by going toe to toe with them. Um, you know, I I still think I still think Arkansas is a long shot win at Arkansas, no less. Um, especially after you know we just proved we just proved something. You know, we held <laughs> we held BYU to less than half of the total points that Arkansas gave up against them. Yeah, that's what that I was going to say. Crazy. And yep. scored scored almost as many points as Arkansas scored against them. Yes, sir. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, I, I don't think I don't think anybody's sleeping on Liberty anymore, um, except for the AP. Yeah, exactly. Except for the AP. Um, but I mean, you know, I, and to be perfectly honest, I was kind of bummed to see us not get ranked. And the reason's pretty straightforward. It's tough to move up in the rankings on a bye week. Um, whereas I thought, you know, I thought we were deserving. I think if 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 a five and O JMU playing literally nobody, no one, State, nobody. Deserve to be, to be ranked then i think liberty deserved to be ranked um so we'll see what happens hopefully we get the win at arkansas uh get that ranking and finish out the season strong um but i'm, I'm excited man i'm excited i've never had a reason to rush the field at, at william stadium before but i did on saturday yeah hey that we, was another... yeah my freshman year we we blocked that kick against indiana state and we rushed mm-hmm. like that was the last time i've rushed and it was so great to go do it again. Yeah, that was a point that I was going to bring up earlier, um, or I, I was planning on bringing up, uh, was rushing the field. I know I said it all last week on the podcast, and I was still saying it up until kickoff and throughout three quarters of the game. Not going to lie, three quarters of the game, I was sitting here like, nope, let's don't let's not do it, don't do it. But hey, everyone around me, jokers all the guys I was sitting with, they were all for it. They were like, we're doing this. Don't care. We're doing it. So then my mind quickly changed because I realized that if I don't do it, I'm probably not going to walk out of there alive. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going on the field. And uh, now that I did it, um, I saw some great pictures and videos of me um, jumping the uh, the railing and being on the field. And after seeing the – the reaction of all the players that I got to talk to, um, including the uh, Fan of Flames football podcast goat Aiden Alvis, got to, got to see him too. After seeing all their reactions to us being on the field and celebrating with them, that was so worth it. I'm glad I was wrong. That, that's that's a crow that I'm going to eat. Ben Ben ate a little bit a little bit of crow earlier. I'm going to eat some crow. I was wrong about that. I'm glad we stormed the field. I didn't storm the field. 
for uh, all purposes' sakes. Um, mostly because I was like, uh, uh, I wanted to see it from, I know, I literally, the reason why I didn't do it, though, is, to be honest, is I wanted to see it. Uh. I'd rather be there to see it. Because I've stormed, stormed courts before. I've stormed fields before. Um, I've uh, done it uh, at uh, different universities, um, and I've done it um, also in high school, too. We've had some storm the court moments in high school. So I get it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, obviously a little bit different in high school, but at that time it feels special. You know what I mean? But same idea in a way. Um, it was just very interesting to see um, some 30 to 40-year-olds yell down to some of the people that they knew, like, hey, can you, this gate, does it open? And then them opening <laughs> the gates and proceeding to rush down there and uh, – you know, it was just really interesting to see that. Um, but hey, you do you. You got to do what you feel like you're doing in that moment. And that's why I defended it. So give me, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I am a field storming defender. I just wanted to see it and kind of just be in this moment. I'm always someone who's more of an observationist than a like, let's go do it. You know, I like to see the moment rather than like, let's go dive into this. It's like, for example, I'm not someone. As a metal fan, I'm not someone to go into the mosh pit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's a lot like <laughs> Storm of the Field. All of a sudden, everybody's jumping on everybody. And, you know, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch that. And, um, you know, uh, James or Kyle, do you have anything else to say about the Field Storm? Because we got one last topic to talk about before we finish this podcast. And I mean, it was the first time I've ever stormed the field. First time I've ever stormed the field for any sporting event. So <laughs> the rest of my life, I'll be able to say I stormed the field when Liberty beat BYU uh, at home in 2022. What a what a story to have. I, I thought it was great. I loved it. I got I got a selfie with JB even. Yeah. No, yeah, that it was awesome. Um, I'll say my favorite moment of that was running into Reggie and like talking about him getting baptized. Like that was genuinely like a great moment. Like he uh he like he was he was excited and as soon as I mentioned that, like he got even brighter, which I think is awesome because it, it matters more than the game. Like I love the game and I love that we won and that we got to do all of that, but like him getting baptized means so much more eternally and forever. So like I love it. All right. Well, if that's all we got to say about it. Um, so we're done with the podcast. I'm just kidding. We got one last topic to talk about, and it involves a certain animal that you'll see at a zoo at times and stripes and stuff that you might see on the football field. The zebras, the zebras. Oh, man. Um, it just was a sequence because, you know, you had two really bad, uh, you know, you know, calls. legal man downfield calls. They were terrible. One was on, I think, Brendan Schlither, and then the other one was on Jonathan Graham, and they were not good at all. I, and I, I think will Sh say this. Rewatching the game, Schlither was like seven yards downfield. I do think Schlither was legit, but Graham was bogus. Yeah, but, like, yeah. if you listen to the Flame Central podcast, you hear Hugh Freeze defend it. Why call that play when the ball is all the way over there? What does it do for him blocking downfield? Yeah. It doesn't do a dang thing because if Frith catches that, like he did both times, you're either, he's either gone or he's getting tackled by that defender. I yep. mean, that, that defensive lineman ain't catching up the Frith. Frith runs like a 4-6-40 easy, if not more than that. I'm uh, I'm I'm team I'm team coach Freeze on this one. I mean they've got they've got better they got better tape than we can see on any replay on any rewatching the game you know any of that they, oh, they, yeah. they know what it is and he you know he he was he was up front of the, you know they were maybe half an inch over the three yard line I think they were bogus I think this was Liberty's first uh, first perfect game in terms of I think I think every one of those pen, uh, penalty calls was uh, was bogus and that's a hill I'm willing to die on I think the pass interference was bad. I think the uh, the it was all bad. Yeah, there was also a hold call that was absolutely atrocious. Oh, too. that was so bad. Call but none of that, none of that run. comes close to being as egregious, as terrible, as borderline criminal as, as that robbing Dejon Anthony of one of the most beautiful interceptions I have ever seen in my life. Oh, so bad! Nine minute replay. Yeah, nine minutes. 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 Nine minut
Yeah. Hey, so just saying, um, that, that person that you heard screaming, go back to Foot Locker, that was me. Just for the record, that was me. That was awful. Oh, it was so bad. And then not to mention the all the missed yeah. holding calls on BYU that they missed. There's something like, that was just blatant right in front of me. I'm like, dude, how are you calling us on you know, I, these bogus men yeah. downfield? And then. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I like holding is so subjective. Like as a former offensive lineman, like there is holding on literally every play. Oh, it's I know just, that. It's just a matter of how far outside you get. And if the refs see it, like I'm not ever going to complain overly about it holding unless it's a very blatant and the ref is looking right at it and they don't call it. Like, well, if a ref wants to call something, like I'm not going to complain. But like, if they don't want to call something that's blatant, that's the only reason I'm going to complain. So there was one in particular. Sorry, there was one in particular where I'm just like, the field judge is right there. He's literally like. He's within two yards of the play, and I forget who it was. It was somebody on the end, but, like, our guy is literally flailing his arms, and the dude obviously had a grasp on his jersey. And, like I said, the field judge is literally, like, two yards away. I'm just like, dude, you've got to call that. I digress on the rest of it, but it is what it is. We still won. By a lot. Fan fan the Flames. Convincing fashion. Yeah. Fan the Flames. But uh, yeah, it was it was really terrible. You can't spend that long to overturn something that was called an interception on the field. It was not. It was not indisputable. It was it was terrible, is what it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I am. I mean, I'm happy. Of course, they went for it on fourth down. You get the pass breakup, and to be honest, you gain yardage. If you think about mm-hmm. it, compared to the interception, yeah, it takes a stat off of Anthony's, you know, career, which stinks for sure. But, I'm not sure you actually do gain yardage, not to disagree with you other than just a nitpick, because I'm pretty sure they converted the first on the next play, and then we gave him 15 on a penalty. Did which, they? And was also bogus, so, you know, try okay. to unwind all that, whatever. Yeah. So but you might you, you might, might have gained yardage. Yeah. yeah, I think you ended up right about the same spot, but yeah. that's very very specific to the to the situation. I mean, I'm gonna have to watch back too to make sure uh, that as well. I mean, it is what it is. You know, who cares? We won. I who just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it was it was particularly it was particularly rough though. It was particularly rough though coming off of uh the also horrible officiating last week. Oh um, yeah. I think I think last week's officiating was worse, honestly, if 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 only in volume. Um so it it made it made it pretty pretty tough to swallow two games where you kind of just feel like the refs are making making things up to keep them uh, to keep the other team on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Just rewatching the game, like I, I was not as mad at the refs outside of the bad call, but I like literally I skipped all nine minutes of the review because I didn't want to get riled up again. Um, like, and I think there was a different level of officiating as well. Like, obviously, still bad calls, and like you're gonna get some every week, but like the the interception's not acceptable, but. When you're looking at the level of officiating outside of that, it was pretty good um, because this is a Big 12 crew, and I think last week it was a Sunbelt crew, and like I think there's a very clear difference between Power 5 and Group 5 referees, which is unfortunate because like the Group of 5 uh, teams like get screwed by random bogus calls because they don't have the money to pay better officials. Um, but... All that being said, I do think there was a different level of officiating. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it would, it is what it is. Um, I was just uh, looking up some stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – we won. Time to move on. I guess those were Big 12 restaurants I – mean, not restaurants. Referees. I don't know why I said restaurants. I'm getting tired. Uh, Big 12 restaurants. All right. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> um, anyways, with that being said, um, you know, what a game. Uh, anybody else want to add any tidbits, any shout outs to anybody? Are we sure? 
I have one. Historic. I have one. I got to shout out CJ Daniels. Like he's getting redshirted this year. This is his. La- I think this was his last game he could play because he played in three others. He might have one more, but like he like for him to come in and fill in for those guys that have been hurt, and he's still not like a hundred percent. He's still wearing a knee brace and make that great touchdown catch. Like it is a fantastic play. Like we all know he's special. Like the guy can ball. It sucks that he's been hurt this year, but honestly, I'm glad that they're redshirting him for the sake of him having another fully healthy year because the guy can play and he he's he plays at a different level than a lot of the receivers we have. I think the only receiver that we have that's on his level and higher, because I do think Demario's higher, I think Demario's the only guy that, that that's better than C.J. Daniels. C.J. Daniels is fantastic. He's just not healthy. But it was awesome to see him get back to the little bit of that form with that great TD catch, and I, I got to shout him out. Yeah, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, uh, that's it. Uh, what a – oh, oh, whoa, jeez, interjection. I mean, is, there, is everyone else done? I mean, is this is this a close? Can I can I can I formally close out the podcast? I know Kyle got the yeah, unexpected. Go right ahead and close the unexpected oh. intro over here. Can I get the unexpected outro over here? Go right ahead. All right, let's do this. I want to give you guys some redemption over here. Let's sign off with this. Flames Nation, rise! Right. Well, never mind. I'm doing it. <laughs> Well, I will uh, formally go um, jump off a bridge. <laughs> hey, hey, no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, I guess I'll do the outro. Thanks for listening. Uh, since I didn't do the intro, apparently, I guess I'm. I got my podcast hijacked. Um, anyways, um, all, all respect. Uh, I mean, I. I love all three of you guys. I'm thankful for that we've been able, and it's cool because we all get to go to the games, and you know, even though Kyle misses uh, tailgating and stuff like that, um, I'm gonna make one in Charlottesville. (laughs) I gotta make Uh, one. You gotta make this game, man. Virginia Tech, we gotta do it. Um, So, uh, great win. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week as this is released on Wednesday. Enjoy your weekends. Watch college football. Do what you need to do as we prep for an SEC Network 4 o'clock game against Arkansas. Have a great rest of your day. God bless and fan them. Fan the flames. Fan the flames.